Dude, have you heard have you heard uh Life After Death Star? I think so. It sounds familiar. Check it out. Star Wars and Biggie. I like Biggie. This is tight. I played one of these songs as the intro to Savage Land a few weeks ago. Can't remember which week it is, but it's freaking sweet, huh? It is dope. Because it's like a sick beat. It's like, yeah. It's something that would be in an actual, like, hardcore rap song. I know, right? They just, yeah, he, in this, like, it's an entire album. It's Biggie's Life After Death, but it's all got Star Wars music behind it. Really? Yeah. This actually sounds like Army of Pharaohs and, like, Jedi Mind Tricks. Yeah. Like, as weird as that is, Jedi Mind Tricks has, like, music like this in the background of all their songs. Yeah. I know, I've heard of them. I still haven't listened to them. Jedi? Yeah. I love Jedi Mind Tricks. I need to look them up. They're dope. I have all their stuff. Well, I guess this is TMBC. I mean, is, should we just start the show? Yeah, that's cool. All right, cool, I like man. that intro, man. Yeah, we're uh, we're back for a brand new year. I guess, should we just call this the new season? TMBC season two? Yeah. Maybe? Sure. Season two of TMBC. What up? Welcome back. Welcome freaking back. I'm here, as always, your host, Jason, along with me, as ever, almost every single week of this episode, of this show, High Speed Chase. What up? What's up, dude? Not much. Um, how's, how's your New Year going so far, bro? It's it's going good now. Yeah? Yeah, I spent the day after Christmas, which is kind of lucky, actually, but I got, like, sick. Uh-huh. Um, and then I started getting better by Tuesday, and then I got effing sick again. So I've been sick pretty much for, like, a week and a half ever really? since Christmas. Yeah. Jeez. Like, not just, like, sick. Like, I got, like, the flu, and I thought I was going to die. That's not good. Yeah, okay, I might be being dramatic, but whatever. I still no, but like anytime when you're when you get like sick or when you get seriously sick, you always have that thought where you're like, "Am I gonna die?" Well, dude, I get sick. Happen? I get like the you know the cold every once in a while. Yeah, but I was up all night trying to like throw up. That's oh how bad God. it was, man. So, I know that feeling, dude. That's how I was like uh, three or four weeks ago. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Just, it's like, like trying to because if it doesn't go away, you're like, "Oh my gosh." Yeah. Oh my gosh, I just want to go to sleep because I've never been more tired in my life, but I yeah. couldn't sleep because I'm like twitching. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I had that so, and not only that, I, I ate like a, I had a, a Papa John's pizza that I left out like all day, oh, all, and then microwaved it and ate that, and that <laughs> was like right at the time that I was getting sick and started to throw up. So I, I cannot eat a barbecue chicken pizza oh, anywhere right. at all. That's a bad idea. It was a really bad idea. <laughs> yeah. I left it because I was at work, you know. I, I was working like all day, and I ordered this pizza, and like it starts to get late, and I'm getting hungry again. And you see that pizza, and it's like so tempting. Yeah. It's like, mmm. I'm just like, ah, oh, this is like the only option and I have because I was I couldn't leave, you know, like I I was the only one there and so I I had to stay. And the pizza was just You gave into the temptation. I gave into the to the into the dark side. The the rotten side. Yeah, exactly. So it was uh it was pretty bad, but yeah, I feel you there, man. Getting sick sucks and this time of year it always happens, you know? Yeah, I'm getting better now though. That's good, dude. Um yeah. Well so so today we're here to to talk about uh the Force Awakens, as you know, you've probably already gathered if you've listened to the last episode. We didn't see the last episode before reviewing it last time. We um, have seen it now, for real. This we time. saw it this time, for uh, real. We're not lying. 
<laughs> and that's not the only movie we saw. We also saw The Hateful Eight. Not together. Not together. I just found out that you saw it. You yeah. just found out I saw it. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was a funny little happenstance, but that's we both nice. saw that movie. So we'll be talking about that a little we bit will. later. Absolutely. But first, let's uh, let's catch people up on on our Christmas and New Year's and and all that crap we uh, we've had going on. What did you? Well, how was your Christmas? And like, because I didn't see you all the way up until today. La- the last time I saw you was when we recorded the last episode. Yeah. Was it Star Wars? Yeah, I think it was Star Wars. The no last time. way. It's been like two weeks. Yeah, that's been a long time. Um, Jeez. But I, uh, so, yeah, I went, uh, let's see, on Christmas Day I saw three movies. I saw Star Wars, Concussion, and The Big Short. On Christmas? All on Christmas Day, yeah. Is that all you did? Because that's like (laughs) six, seven hours of movies. That was a good portion of what I did. Um, The Big Short was awesome, by the way. Great movie. Uh, Oh, you saw it without, uh, everybody went and saw it without (laughs) me. I really want to go see that. I'm down to see it again, man. Ryan Gosling is hilarious. Uh, Steve Carell is great. Um, Christian Bale, as usual, is awesome. Brad Pitt even was really good. Um, we can't it? talk about this one on the show though. Yeah, I know. I haven't seen it. Well, it's okay. We can we can talk about it another time after after you've seen it. But I mean, for anybody who's wondering if they should see it, they totally should. It's the same director as Anchorman and Ant Man. I mean, you can't go wrong. Uh, the same dude did Anchorman and Ant Man. Yeah. He's really pigeonholing himself in the A-man category. I know. I, was, I just thought <laughs> of, I was like, just because they're so different movies, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's interesting. I know. But. It's really weird. But Adam McKay, he's got, he's got some diversity, as you can see, with going from Anchorman to Ant-Man to The Big Short. Like, those are very different movies. Yeah, like, comedy, superhero, and, like, what is this new one like? This one's, I mean, it's... Academy Award-winning kind of movie. It's, it's, I mean, it's a biopic. It's one of those, um, do, a docudrama. Oh, it's about, know? yeah, it's about real stuff. Yeah, it's about, it's about the housing crisis back in, uh, 2008. But it actually Sounds is... exciting. It, it, well, it is actually funny, is the crazy part about it. Like, it's... Well, yeah, it's got all those, like, funny dudes, so... <laughs> yeah, no, I, I loved that movie. Um, Concussion was a really sobering movie. Will Smith did great in it. Um, you think he's going to win the uh, best actor? This is the first time he like he's ever actually gone for the best actor. Oscar. Yeah, I. He's going to go up against Leo. Yeah, and with Leo's track record, I think Will Smith has a good shot. <laughs> good chance of winning. Cause... We'll find. We'll find out how Leo does tonight. Because after we record this, we're going to be going straight over to the theater to watch The Revenant. Um. How do you feel about Leo's like performances? Because he's like everybody says he's really good and he's been trying. He's been nominated over and over again, but he yeah. never actually wins. What do you What do you think? Do you think he deserves to win? Or I, I think he does. I mean, I I don't like. There are certain movies that I don't think he deserved to win for. Like Inception, I don't think was one of them. Um, Inception was a great movie. I just don't think that it was like you know a huge sort of display of acting skill in that movie on his part. He's got um, the same acting. Like he's got. I don't know. He's got his own like acting. Range, yeah, not range, but like style. Yeah, yeah. And it to me, like, it seems like he's like trying too hard sometimes. Like all the it time, sometimes everything is like, oh, he's so intense. And I'm yeah. like, that's too much, man. You need you need to lower it and yeah, be more real. Like you seem like you're fake. Like yeah, you're a stage actor. I know it's kind of like yeah. You watch. Um... I don't know if that's why he's not winning, but it, that's what I noticed. Yeah. It does. Sometimes he does overdo it. Like if you watch um, even Django Unchained, where it kind of it kind of fits into Django Unchained because everything is exaggerated in that movie. Yeah, but he goes so intense, and he does cut his hand and keep going. Yeah, there's that one is, scene where he, yeah, which is great, and it's in, awesome. I give yeah, him props yeah, yeah. for doing that and pulling it off. Yeah, but yeah, that whole scene is like he's yelling, he's getting intense, and he's that's like. All he does in his movies is I know, it kinda is. really intense. Even in uh even in Wolf of Wall Street he gets like that a few times. The whole movie he's freaking out. Mm-hmm. And he's like 
he talks to the camera too so yeah he does i do like that though i love the talking to the camera thing um i mean but don't get me wrong i think he's a great actor and i yeah. love his movies but yeah um but yeah no uh concussion will smith i mean he definitely earned the nomination i don't know if i don't know if he should win it but he did a really good job and how's the accent it was really actually good and consistent really? i was surprised yeah i you, you start to forget it's will smith Really? Yeah. And so that that part he did really well with. <laughs> better than Afterlife? Way better than oh After my Earth. Gosh. After Earth. Afterlife. Yeah. So I don't know. Oh, that was, yeah. That movie, I mean, his, at least in After Earth, he had the fact that Jaden Smith was trying to do an accent right next to him. And so it's like, even compared to Jaden Smith, he looked good. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that accent was so bad, too. It's like they, a made up accent. Yeah. Which is kind of like if you try to make up your own accent, it's kind of like, seems difficult. So it just sounded dumb. It just to sounds me. dumb, yeah. Because it's like made up, like well, because it sounds like an American trying to do a British accent and doing awful at it, you know. That's kind of what it was like. Yeah, like like just somebody who doesn't know how to do accents. And yeah, because so, like we know all the accents, so yeah, if you hear, hear an them. accent, we're like, oh, we can relate that to a different like country, different yeah part of the world. But like when he has a made up accent, it just sounds like he's like doesn't know how to talk. <laughs> yeah, it's like I can't. Where's that from? Nowhere, because you just sound like an idiot. Yeah. The one, so the one distracting thing in concussion is I feel I think Will Smith's one of those people that he has to kind of do a face thing to do an accent, which I do the same thing. Like when I do an Irish or like a, a Russian accent or something like that, I kind of have a face with it. A face. It's it's kind of like when you try to do it's like my a Irish uh, accent face. <laughs> like when you try, if, if you try to do like a Robert De Niro impression, people always do the De Niro face when they do the De Niro impression. Well, that's a specific person. Yeah, that's a little different. But even with accents. So, but Will Smith, he has this thing where like he furrows his brow. Like this. Oh, like, I, I puts, know that. Yeah. I the entire the movie, he's kind of got that expression going on where he's kind of puckering his lips out and then furrowing his, his forehead. And it's like, it's a little distracting, but in general, he did a really good job. And, and it, it was a very, you know, enlightening movie. Enlightening? Enlightening. It's like uh, somebody took a light bulb and, and shined it, you know? Beep, click, click. Yeah, exactly. It's like a security guard at a museum at night. Click, click. Yeah, just clicking that light. That's a great, great analogy. <laughs> Um, but no, they were they were great movies. Um, and then uh, as far as uh, Christmas went, it was uh, it was really good. We uh, had some fun family times. Um, family time. Oh yeah, in the Christmas holiday season. Mm, yeah. Um, one of my brothers gave me a uh, a signed Steve Young jersey. Right now, here, I got yeah, it. The color scheme is something that if if you're a football fan, you won't recognize. Well, many. It takes a keen eye to recognize this color scheme as something that Steve Young ever wore because it's red, white, and blue. Now, people go, wait, Steve Young played in college for BYU, which is just blue and white. Then he played for Tampa Bay, which was like orange, red, and white at the time. Then he played for San Francisco, which was red and gold and white at the time. So where do you get the red, white, and blue? I don't know. I'll tell you. So before, in between college and the NFL, Steve Young actually played for a short-lived football league called the USFL. They were trying to compete and rival the NFL. They signed a, a few big-name players out of college. Steve Young was one of them, and he was the... Oh shoot, I can't remember what his uh, his contract was now, but he signed he signed the biggest contract in the history of professional football at the time um, for the LA Express, which was the USFL team in Los Angeles. LA and he, Express. And he played for them for, I think, two seasons. 
And that's uh, that's an LA Express jersey <laughs> that uh, my brother got for me, signed by Steve Young. I was really wondering because I was like, "Wait a minute, what's going?" on? I know, isn't that weird? Just kidding. Yeah. I have no idea who Steve Young is. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know who Steve Young is? I've heard the name before, but I don't follow football at all, dude. That's funny. like zero. It's it, it, the only reason it's surprising is because you've grown up in Utah, and so growing up in Utah and not knowing who Steve Young is is almost like growing up in Utah and not knowing who Joseph Smith is. Have you ever been snowboarding? No. How do you grow up in? Oh, you're not growing. You you lived here though. I've How do you here live in Utah while. and never been snowboarding? That's the question I ask. That's ask'd. fair. So it goes it's a two way street, man. Well, but see, it costs no money to know who Steve Young is. It co- it's a lot of brain cells. <laughs> if you watch football, dude, I tried to watch football. <laughs> I watched the the game that you actually went to. You were oh, in, really? You were in Denver. Yeah, this the last Broncos week. game. And that uh, was the uh, gift from my other brother for Christmas. Yeah, was they, the that game? They won, right? The Broncos did win. Yeah. I watched it, the end of it. So I'm actually, I'm not even a Broncos fan. I'm First, I'm a Niners fan. Second, I'm a Chargers fan. And the Broncos were playing the Chargers that game, so it was a little disappointing for me. But uh, Oh, that yeah. sucks. It was still an entertaining <laughs> game, though. I mean, I, I'm not, like, I'm not, you know, huge sort of, you know, I'm, I'm terribly upset if my team loses. I just, I like watching the games, you know. Um, I but, don't. I have, a, I have a team, though. My brother is, like, the biggest f- football plan, fan ever. He's football a huge flan. Football flan. That sounds like something that uh, Costa Vita would serve on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. Football flan. They actually have that. That's football what, flan? Football flan. Do they really? Yeah. Is that a real thing? No. I made it up. Okay. You made it up. <laughs> and I went with it. I know you went with it. I was it just was like... It was a stutter. I mean, oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, so he tells me all about it. And he's like, dude... Uh, Broncos are winning. And I'm like, yeah, well, how, how are the Eagles? And they're like, they suck. I'm like, well, that's my team. <laughs> I, I'm always, I'm a diehard Eagles fan that has no idea. Never watched an Eagles game ever <laughs> since since they were in the uh, Super Bowl. Really? Like, so 2004? Yeah, that's when I became an Eagles fan. Holy I watched, crap. that's the first Super Bowl I watched, and I was like, that's my team. That's my team. <laughs> so I chose that team, and that's my team. And that's they awesome. sucked ever since. Yeah, they really have. They lost that Super Bowl, too. Yeah, they did very uh, to the Patriots. I think. Yeah, yeah. I was heartbroken. Yeah, it was a, it was a sad. Because I was like, day. I was like, this is the first game. I'm cheering for. Yeah, no, and they had Donovan McNabb and McNabb. Yeah, I the only one I knew was McNabb. McNabb and To, dude, that was a that was a good Eagles team that year. They, yeah, uh, yeah, they they were in the NF, they were in the Super Bowl. I think they even had like the yeah. the best record in the regular season that year. I um, have no idea. But anyway, but cool, good for them. Enough football talk. Uh, well, I guess I'll give you a little more football talk. The game was really fun. Um, we were in the upper bowl. In Denver, in January, so you were cold. It was so <laughs> cold, dude. I was wearing. I had so <laughs> I had two pairs of sweatpants on, and a pair of jeans over those sweatpants. Then two pairs of like long, thick socks, um, high top shoes, uh, a shirt, a hoodie, a jacket, my like a winter jacket, a wool jacket, and a like snowboarding jacket over that. Plus, I had uh, like one of those, you know, Arab face uh, bandana, whatever things. Yeah. On and a beanie and a hood, and I was still cold. Yeah. You know, if you wear too many layers, it traps the cold in. Well, but I, I put and on it, I put on the layers when it was warm, like when I was in a yeah. Sort but of like warm the place. cold will get in and it gets stuck in there. You well, would know that if you ever went snowboarding. Well, you know, because I snowboard in blizzards with a hoodie and, an, and a jacket and a t-shirt. Well, yeah, but you're also physically exerting yourself, so the heat sort of comes from your body as well. It's true, but it's a uh, blizzards, man. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Blizzards. But it was cold. And, uh, oh, while I was in Denver, I went to Mile High Comics. How was that? It was awesome. Um, and I, I may actually, 
yeah, I, I won't go super into depth. I went into depth on it um, on Savage Land, but I got uh, Absolute Kingdom Come, uh, Southern Bastards, Wolverine Max, um, and uh, the first volume of Sandman. And all of them were half off because the day I happened to go in, they had half off all their collected editions. So that was cool. Yeah, what up, man? Um, and Mile High Comics is really awesome. It's it's huge. I think it is the biggest comic book store in the country. Um, Sweet. Yeah. So it's it's a place to go if you're ever in Denver. Um, and if you ever want to smell, you know, just a bunch of weed in the air, also Denver's a good place for that. Because everybody's high. Well, yeah, it's legal. Well, yeah, because yeah, it's mile high. That's why. The, that's what the, I meant. The like elevation they're, they're is. Like, they're so high up in the elevation that, that it smells like weed. The atmosphere actually smells yeah. like weed. I don't that's know what you causes know that. it, yeah. It's, a, it's an effect of um, So that's why they were like, let's just pressure. legalize this. So yeah, people can be high when way. they're lower. I don't know. <laughs> Making stuff up. Making stuff up totally. Um, but yeah, no, that it was it was way fun, man. Uh, really uh, really good, good little trip there. I haven't taken a trip since like... I think a year and a half ago when I went to San Diego. So it's been nice. a little, it's been a hot minute. Nice. I, I spent, I was sleeping the whole time. Yeah. Christmas Eve, uh, New Year's Eve. Uh, actually, I actually went to Star Wars again. Nice. For the fourth time. Of course. Yeah, I think, I think we've. be with you. I think we've both done four times now. Four times? Yeah. So, yeah. And then I slept. Did you watch any movies or play any games while you were, uh, while you were resting from sickness? Uh, I did get Mortal Kombat X for Christmas. Which I beat last night. Yeah? I started and beat. Um, I mean, it only takes a couple hours to beat it. Uh, but it's the same people that did Injustice, which um, me, you, as, if you listen to other shows, maybe. <laughs> you know we play Injustice. You would know that me and Jason are both big fans of Injustice. Absolutely. And this one, I think it's better. Really? Yeah. Well, I'll have to bring it over and we'll have to play it. But I'm down. They, all the new characters are all new, which I didn't know because it's my first Mortal Kombat game. All the new characters are all new? Yeah, Explain I, that to me. I meant to say all the characters are new. Oh, okay. Most of the characters, there's like five or six um, original characters, like Sub-Zero and Scorpion. Uh-huh. But the uh, story is pretty good, um, That similar to the way they did it in Injustice, where they do chapters. Okay. And you, you do, uh, there's 12 chapters, mm-hmm. four di- uh, 12 different characters, and then four battles for each character. Okay. And uh, yeah, I, don't, I thought it was better than uh, Injustice, which... I don't know, because all the characters in Injustice are actually comic book characters, mm-hmm. and I was like, nothing can beat that, these made-up, dumb characters, other characters, but I, I loved it, and it actually has a block button. That's nice. Instead of just pushing back. Because, yeah, in Injustice, you have to sit there and struggle and like try to push back, but then half the time it doesn't work, and you're like moving back the whole time, but you want to be close enough to attack, and so then when you're done blocking, you can't attack. And... Yeah, it's so much easier, it's so much better. So if they do an Injustice 2, I hope. then, yeah, I hope they do. Lord they better. willing. Um... I hope they do that. Yeah. They do the, the, the right trigger as the block. That'd be way cool. Because it was way better. Yeah. And the fatalities are bomb, dude. Really? They're like, one dude like whips the dude's arms off with these like freaking whip blades. Mm-hmm. And he's like, whips them off. And then he sh- shoots it down his throat and pulls <laughs> his spine out of his mouth. Holy crap. But that's just one of them from uh, Takeda. That's the character's yeah. name, Takeda. He's got, like, whips with spikes on him. Holy crap. But that that's what I did yesterday. So <laughs> It's a good game. That's cool. And you, let's see, did you, you you marathoned the, uh, um, all of the original Star Wars movies before last episode, right? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay, cool. So did we already talk about that? Uh, I think we touched base on it a little bit. Yeah. Before we went, because it was uh, the last episode, we talked about... The way we thought we knew. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about. We did our fake review of Force. Fake Awakens. review. Um, so what? 
if you were to, after, you know, now that you've watched all seven of the movies, you know, really recently, how would you rank all seven? Rank uh, seven is my favorite by really? far. Okay. Uh, just because it's newer, and I really like the characters, and I really like Kylo Ren. Yeah. A lot of people think he's like a snobby, like, Darth Vader wannabe. And I kind of like that. I love it. Like, I love his little tantrums, because yeah. if I were, like, if... if if you're an all-powerful... If I was him, yeah. that's what I would do. Yeah. Like, I would totally just chop stuff up and be like, what are you going to do about it? Huh? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. will force choke the crap out of you. Yeah, well, it's like it's kind of like a spoiled kid, you know? If you're put into that situation at a young age when you basically have all the power that you possibly can, you're probably going to end up being a total brat. Yeah, but he doesn't really come off as, like, a total brat to me, you know? No, he's just devoted to his cause. I want to know what's going on with him because, yeah. like, he's... It seems like he's trying to force himself to be on the dark side totally. for some reason. There's no reason. It doesn't say yet. Yeah, there will probably be a reason at some point, you know. And maybe that's I the thing so. is, like, what if what if Kylo Ren's a double agent, you know? What if he's trying to I've infiltrate heard that. the I've First heard, Order? I've heard that theory before. But he I've heard that, his, too. Oh, spoiler alert. He kills Han Solo. Well, what if what if Han Solo... His dad, he kills yeah, him. Yeah, but what if his dad... What if Han, like, kind of knew what he was doing? And what if Han actually helped him... You know, like with the light, when he grabs on the lightsaber, what if Han was the one who either turned it on or helped him sort of push it in because he knew he knew what had to happen? That's actually from another series. I've been watching a lot of Game of Thrones since uh, I was sick. I got a new tablet, and nice. uh, um, I had my what kind of tablet is it? Tab S two, mm. bomb diggity, dude. That's such a good tablet. I like. I it. love that one. It's so thin. It is so thin. It makes my freaking S four seem like a brick. brick? Yeah, but I love the Tab S two. But yeah, so I've been watching it on my new tablet because the screen's so cool. Even mm-hmm. though I have a big screen, and, yeah, and it's and, high uh, resolution on that freaking tablet. Oh, so nice. Yeah, so nice. But yeah. I've been watching Game of Thrones, and that actually happens. Oh, okay. To one of the characters, yeah. he has to kill his buddy to be in the other army. Exactly. Um, if you guys know what I'm talking about, yeah, season three, of Game of Thrones. Is this your first run through of Game of Thrones? Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen all of it. Oh yeah. Well then, I didn't want to spoil it. Oh no. Yeah. Spoiler alert: Jon Snow kills his buddy to yeah. go with the North Northerners, yep. and then he leaves. Well, he hooks up with a chick, climbs yeah. the wall. What's her name? Um, um, that, those both those actors actually like together. They actually got together. I don't know. Did they married. really? Yeah, I saw a thing on it. On oh, the that's internet, cool. So what was her? It might oh. be true. Might be not. So. What was her name? The redhead? Yeah, the 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 wildling. The wildling. I don't know. I forget. I, I forgot her name. Anyway, but they get it on in a cave. They totally do. So, anyway, back to Star Wars. <laughs> I could I could totally see that because yeah. if you actually watch, I noticed this. He hands out his lightsaber to, to Han Solo, and the lightsaber is facing right. Yeah. And then the next scene, it's facing left. I think that was actually a mistake, but probably. May, yeah, and it bugged me though. There Every were a lot of those. It, so there were there were times where I noticed, like when Ray first oh grabbed the gosh, lightsaber, the same thing. and then like, all of a sudden, it's like her hands like up here. I'm like her hands, her not even close to the button. Yeah, and then all okay. of a sudden it's like up there on the, the button. button that her and Finn use though. In the so the button that's all the way up at the top of the handle that both her and Finn pushed to activate the lightsaber is the wrong freaking button. No, it's red. It's the right. button. No, no, it's not the right button. I've I've even looked and even in the Force Awakens visual dictionary they show it and and it's been that way forever. That button at the top is the length adjuster. And then the little box. There's no length adjuster yes, there on a lightsaber. Yeah, that's why not... do they do it longer? If you have a long lightsaber, like imagine I mean, there's if it's there's 10 a limit feet. to it, but that's why Yoda's is is shorter because yeah, but he can would still the want a longer one. No, Yoda wouldn't. No, yeah, because no, because a sword a sword is supposed to be the appropriate length for your body because of weight. Either way, it has to be balanced with weight. So 
if you, it's a lightsaber. Even, it's made of light. I, well, it doesn't weigh anything. It does not made of light. It's not made of light. It's made of energy. So it actually does have weight to it. I wouldn't think that much weight. Maybe not, but it's, I mean, they're supposed to be representative of katanas and samurai culture, and so that's why. Not um, Kylo's. Uh, actually, even I, Kylo's. the new way they fight is not white katanas. It's more like... It's more like knights and stuff, but they're untrained. Um, well, Kylo's not untrained, but, but yeah, Rey but and they, Finn they, That's how they fight. They just... But I love way, how they fight, too. I, I do, love too. love how they fight. The, so the box on the side of that lightsaber, though, that little rectangle, that is the trigger. I don't think so. I promise you that is. If you look, if you look in not only the original trilogy but also the prequel trilogy, that's the button that's used to activate it. And in every single piece of Star Wars like literature where they show the lightsabers and stuff, that's the trigger. And the other thing's the length adjuster. But it's a red button. It's like it's it not looks red. Like a... It's not red. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. It's gold. Some of them are red. I've seen so, yeah, red. some lightsabers have a red button. That oh. one, Anakin's lightsaber, doesn't have a red button. I swear it's red. Mm-hmm. But anyway, no, JJ Abrams has no idea how to lightsaber. Works, I know because so. uh, it's got it's got like that's why it's got the little box with a trigger right on the side so that you can because it's a throttle style ignition. That's how Anakin for whatever reason liked it. That's why he designed it that way. So you can just slide his hand up and and basically ignite it, kind of like a lighter almost. Maybe they switched it. They're like. Uh, Maz, Maz dis- is like, decided. It's like, like I don't like this. My thumb it hurts my thumb, so she like switched it. Yeah, there. Oh, and there were a couple of other things like that. So with BB-8, there was one scene when Finn first finds Ray, and Ray is like talking to BB-8. There's one scene where where she's talking to him, and Ray goes him when she looks back, you know. And then yeah. when when it cuts back to looking at Ray. BB-8's uh, like ball part is in a different, a totally different position than it was. Oh, I didn't notice before. that. I, I kept noticing know. little things like that, and I was like, "Ah, oh, this is bugging me." But it yeah, really freaking! Cool. I like how she like she saves BB-8 mm-hmm. and then immediately ditches him to go fight, take down Finn. I'm like, those guys are still right yeah. there. They're like, like, ugh, trying to get up and stuff. But yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff that I found that I I didn't like. There are a, like, a lot of little problems. Yeah, like uh, here's another one. I asked my buddy at work, and he he said there was an explanation. But when Han Solo dies, mm-hmm. Finn and Ray climb a ladder and go up to the top of this thing. There is an explanation. Why yeah. did they go up there? Oh, for why they go up there? Um, they just like go up there, watch him die, and then they leave. Yeah, they totally do. Like, why didn't they come out? Is that the only? Because they door? so they they went so they went somewhere else. Because so the one scene that got cut was them like stealing the snow speeder and going to sort of do something else, like disable something or something like that. And they get in this fight with a bunch of snow troopers. Yeah, she has the his jacket. His jacket all of a sudden. Yeah, that's, and then he takes it back. And yeah, in that scene, she so in that scene that got cut, she that's when she takes a jacket because they're on the snow speeder and it's like cold or something like that because um, of the wind. But then, yeah, they go to do something, and then basically the closest entrance to there to meet back up with Han and Chewie is up those up that ladder. Yeah, but they, like for me, I was like, they just climbed up that for no reason. Yeah, and they totally did. What the frick was Kylo Ren doing in the middle of this thing that was being attacked? Yeah, is being attacked, and there's a bridge with no railings on a big freaking hole. I was like. Well, because he knew Han was there, so I think he was trying to lure Han to him. Nah, he didn't know Han was there. Yeah, he there. did. Remember when oh, when, he, oh, when yeah, Han he lands, he goes, know- Han Solo. Yeah, I actually, I actually, yeah, I thought of that afterwards. I forgot yeah. that he was looking for him. But why is there even a bridge right there with no railings? There's railings, but they end. Yeah, and then I was like, hmm. Seems I think it was up. more homages to the like original trilogy, either that or or it was set up because because yeah, like in the original trilogy, there are no railings in the Death Star. They all. have railings though. The the bridge in the Death Star. No. Yeah, the bridge that he goes on it has railings at for the like beginning, and then, and then they, I was like. That's the part when you don't need, really need the railings. Yeah. 
Well, compared to the middle? Yeah, like the, the least important part to have railings if you're going to rate it on a scale of 1 to 10. I mean, 10 the is whole in the middle. thing, I think, should be railed. Yeah. It's very dangerous. People fall yeah. off that stuff. Well, and all of the other walkways are railed. <laughs> yeah. Well, except that one in the middle. <laughs> the dangerous one. Yeah. The one where it's both sides. Yeah. But the Death Star does have railings. In some parts. He gets his hand chopped off on a railing. No, he doesn't. Uh, Darth oh, that's does. R- oh, that's right. Yeah, and then he, he throws the other dude off of the railing. Yeah. But and then this is the one I got. The fourth time I watched it, at the very end, when Ray comes back, uh, after blowing up Starbase, Starkiller Star base. base, she walks and sees Leia, yep. and they hug. Yep. And I was like, they have never met before. They yeah. have no idea who each other yeah. is. They just hug. Yeah. Like, Leia might know who Ray is. Like, oh, yeah, you're talking about this girl that you went to go save. But Ray has no idea who Leia is. And in the book, so I actually read the, or I read a lot of the novelization. I haven't quite read everything from it yet. But in the novelization, one little piece of, like, one little line that's added in there is when she sees Leia, she sees Leia and BB-8 and then another golden droid, which is uh, C-3PO, but she doesn't know who C-3PO is, right? Yeah. Or she sees BB-8 and General Leia, and it says, instinctively, she went straight to General Leia and hugged her. This is instinctively, you know? Was that, it's just like, oh, I I have the Force, you have the Force. I don't know. See, that's the thing. It's like, it could be either be that, or maybe she doesn't remember her parentage, you know, but maybe Leia's her mom. No. And instinct, you know? I'm going to say 0%. I like no. the theory that um, this is what I find curious is um, on the origin of who Ray is. Um, so she, Kylo had, Ren and Snoke both know who she is, by the way. I, I can see that. Yeah. They do. How do you know from the novelization, novelization? and the script? So they know afterwards, though, because he says in the movie, he says, bring her to me. Yeah, so he does. But in, so in the book, first of all, Kylo Ren, when, when Ray gets the lightsaber, um, you know, when she summons Anakin's lightsaber... Kylo Ren looks at her and goes, "It is you." She does. He does. He does. Yeah. In the movie, in, in not in the movie, but in the script and in the novel, they they removed that little dialogue from the movie. I think to make it a little more ambiguous, but it's still in the novel and still in the script. Um. So mm. he so he recognizes who she is, and then uh, Supreme Leader Snoke has a line of dialogue when he's telling General Hux <coughs> to go fetch Kylo Ren. It's still actually in the middle of the fight. Um. When he tells him that in in the original script and in the novelization, in the middle of the fight is when he's telling. Hux to go and get Kylo Ren and bring him to him. Um, but what he says is, um, I fear, you know, uh, bring Kylo Ren to me. I fear this girl, uh, or I mean, I fear he may have been right about this girl. I think, hmm. Or uh, like about who this, I'll look, at, I'll look it up right now. I took a picture of that specific so, line and all that. So they it. know who she is, but this is, this is what I find curious is that um, Daisy Ridley and uh-huh. John Boyega both have British accents. John Boyega doesn't get to keep his, but Ray does for some reason. I mean, she could they could easily have had her get rid of her accent. Unless she sucks at it. Yeah, but whether my way they cast her. Probably because, ac- I mean, accents probably weren't super relevant because it's Star Wars. Everyone has an accent, you know? Yeah, but guess you even said this the last podcast. I did. Who is the people that have British accents? The bad guys. There's only one good guy in the entire entire series that... Two. Who? Liam Neeson and, and Obi-Wan Kenobi, or Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Qui-Gon doesn't have a he does. British, British accent? No, I mean, not British, it's it's Irish, but... Nah, he doesn't. He tries to hide it. Not and that he, much, nuh I don't think it, if you watch If you watch Phantom Menace, he, the accent's fairly prevalent. No. Yeah, it is. I'm going to say big N-O on that. He's not, he's not doing a different accent. He's he's just doing Liam Neeson. Yeah. and Which is Irish. Have you ever seen... Nuh-uh, because have you ever seen uh, the, the Grey? 
Yeah. He's like super Irish in that. That's because I think he. Well, that's he's, how he he's doing. Talks. He's doing taking Liam Neeson. So he's still not trying to sound American. Yeah, that's but that's sure. just the way he talks American, you know? No, it's not. Anyway, aside from Qui Gon Jen, okay. Obi Wan is British. And if I listen to some of the the videos that Daisy Ridley had so on he's her Facebook, out, yeah, I guess Obi Wan Obi Wan does have a British accent. Typically, he's got a Scottish accent, but that's irrelevant. Typically, yeah, because he's from Scotland. Ewan McGregor. Oh well, he does British. Yeah, in the movie, he does British. Yeah, I didn't know he's Scottish. Yeah. Anyway, Daisy Ridley's accent in the movie is a little is actually quite a bit different than the way she actually talks yeah. in real life. So if you she slows it down and makes it a lot less British because mm-hmm. the way she actually talks is more like Kira Knightley where she does that thing mm-hmm. where she raises her yeah, lip her and upper does the, lips like, and stuff the teeth yeah. smile and laugh and stuff yeah. that's how she talks like Kira Knightley. Knightley's freaking hot by the way but anyway yeah but she's a lot more British in real life but mm-hmm. if you if you analyze it she sounds it sounds like she's trying to be a little bit more talk slower like Obi Wan like McGregor yeah so I'm like <laughs> so I'm like okay. If she's Obi-Wan's, like, either after granddaughter, granddaughter yeah. she's way too young to be his daughter. Exactly. He died before she was, far, way before she was born. Yeah. At least by 10 years. Yeah, exactly. But And then I found out, my mom actually found this. I told her about this, and she found an article that said that, what if Obi-Wan had a daughter and Luke Skywalker married her? Yeah. And um, they're hiding her because, uh, in kind of the same way, that Obi-Wan hid Luke. Hid Luke, yeah. Because after um, Kylo, um, which is, he's about 10 years older than Rey. Yeah. Which means he would that's when he would have gone rogue is when she was that young. Yep. So she goes rogue, he goes rogue, and he takes her um, before her training, mm-hmm. and instead of training her, he takes her and puts her on Jakku. That, and I, I do, that's probably the theory that I believe most out of any of them. In I honesty. like that one. Yeah. I do wonder about a lot of those things. So here's here's the line of uh, of dialogue from Supreme Leader Snoke when he's talking to Hux. All right. Um, so he says, leave immediately. It appears he may have been right about the girl. Talking about Kylo Ren. He could have just meant like, oh, she has the force. Well, but then what did, what would it mean when Kylo Ren says, it is you? That's true. So, But that's the only dialogue that would... Yeah, well, so I'm going to go back and read the initial exchange between Kylo Ren and Snoke and see what exactly they say in there and if there's something that's cut or whatever. Oh, we're going deep in analyzing this. I'm going deep. I, I'm, this I, question started on rating the movies. Yeah, it, and it, I said so, number so go one back, is... Go seven. back and rank your, your movies. Okay. Um, my ranking goes seven, obviously, by a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've seen it four times, and I don't even want to watch any of the other ones ever again. Wow. I'm just not that big of a fan of the old ones. Maybe it's the old filming and the way it was filmed. But I'd have to say Jedi, uh-huh. Empire, uh, three, uh, three, two, four, and then one. I'm going to say two over four because four was so boring. And I actually, what? I didn't think two was so bad because everybody told me two was the worst one. And it is pretty freaking awful. But I wasn't as bored. That's wow. the only reason. Is wow. I was more interested. I was more interested in watching it than four. Four. I thought it's just a freaking awful movie to me. Really? Like the way everything goes, it flows bad. He doesn't even know Obi Wan when he dies. Mark Hamill is an awful actor. The costume is terrible. Oh my god! Everything just looked. I don't know. I just didn't it was like blasphemy. it. Blasphemy. I know. I, everybody says four is the best one, and I just I didn't like it. I was yeah, so well, bored. Well, most people think that Empire Strikes Back is uh, is the best one. Yeah. Um, 
Empire, and then uh, I actually liked Return of the Jedi. The Ewoks were kind of dumb. Yeah. And that stupid fat ogre thing. Uh, the beginning, Jabba's Palace. Uh-huh. I think I already talked about this, but I thought that was all unnecessary. Totally. He could have just went in and killed everybody. Yeah. In the first place. So, I... Okay. Wait, what's your ranking? My ranking is very different than yours. Okay, let's hear it. So, number one is Star Wars A New Hope. That's, that's, <laughs> that's my number one. Oh, man. This yeah. is backwards. That's my favorite. Um, then, The Force Awakens. And I'm still trying to decide on my two and three. It might switch again. Um, but as it stands right now, A New Hope, Force Awakens, uh, Empire Strikes Back, Revenge of the Sith, Return of the Jedi is my fifth spot, and then Attack of the Clones at my sixth, and uh, and Phantom Menace, my least favorite. Dude, Phantom Menace, I thought it was so good when I was a kid. But I watched it, and that one is even worse. It's like one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah, I, 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 I was the same way when it came out. You know, you and I were both pretty young when Phantom Menace yeah. came out, and I loved it when it came out. But then, yeah, you go back and rewatch, and you're like, oh my gosh! Like it's it's so weird because it has one of the best villains. Yeah, not even of like all times. He's completely underused, but he's one of the coolest villains in like the entire series. Yeah, um, I'd yeah, have to Darth say Maul he's right behind um, Darth Vader. Yeah, and. I might even think he's cooler than Ren. Mm-hmm. I know I'm kind of the same way. I love I love Darth Maul. I think he's awesome. But I like Ren. Ren and Ma- Darth Maul are pretty pretty close. Yeah. On uh, who's cooler? Um, Darth Maul is just cool, and they have really cool fight scenes with him. Yeah, I- they except do. for that, the movie sucks. It's awful. Exactly. Yeah. Like once you get to that, so I think I think the like the last half hour or so of that movie, I think is really cool. Um, you know, I could do yeah. without all the little Anakin dialogue when he's like, yippee, and like accidentally blows up the space station. Like, that's stupid. But like the Jedi, the Jedi Sith stuff is awesome. Um, I actually liked the pod racing sequence. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. Um, and then like the, the Gungan and droid war is, is pretty, it's pretty Sucks good. Because it's all just Jar Jar Binks being an idiot. I, that part, yeah, I, I hated the Jar Jar Binks the whole being war. an idiot stuff. The whole battle, battle, kind of is, yeah, is just him fumbling around, being stupid, and it's like, I don't want to see Jar Jar Binks ever again. Yeah, yeah. I uh, so did you watch the the cheese free edits that uh, were floating around Facebook and stuff the other no. day, uh, a couple weeks ago? So somebody went and edited the prequels. Um, the Phantom Menace one, the way that he edited, first of all, he edited it all the way down to ninety minutes. Well, yeah, trimmed down like everything. Like Jar Jar is barely in the movie. First of all. But then when he is in the movie, it's in the necessary scenes, and people are just being a dick to him, and you're kind of like, why are they being a dick to this guy? Because it's like, it's because there's no establishment for how annoying he is at all. Yeah, but everybody already knows. Everybody knows, yeah. But then when you watch them be a dick to him, you're kind of like, wow, these Jedi are kind of twats. <laughs> like, um, but it's actually really good. It's 90, 90 cohesive, quick-moving minutes of of not getting bogged down in all this weird stupid stuff. I might actually want to watch that. You should. If you just it's on YouTube for free. So if you just oh, really? do Phantom Menace Cheese Free, does that Cheese Free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And same with uh, uh Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith has very few things cut out. Um Attack of the Clones has a pretty good amount of things cut out, but then Phantom Menace just gets decimated. Can we I know we agree on that Attack of the Clones is like the most worthless movie ever made. Because mm-hmm. there's no plot. Yeah. Nothing happens. It's Nothing just, happens in that It's movie. just like um, a little bit of stuff that will lead into other things. Yeah. Like that, where, where the clone army came from, that's it. I know. That movie should have been, like seriously, they should have established the clone army in like 
the first in, in Phantom Menace, they could have established some of the clone army in they Phantom Menace. They didn't know Menace. how to do cliffhangers back then. I know, stupid. Well, they, they did. It's just George Lucas sucked at it. Oh, yeah. um, That's true. But, so, but then if you, like, the second movie should have been the Clone Wars. Like, the actual, because it's, it's not even the wars. It's just what leads up to. Yeah. Like, the second movie is the start of the Clone Wars, and then the third movie is the end of them. Yeah, like it's it's like you don't see any of the actual war. Like yeah, it's like two how how long? Two and a half hours, yeah. probably under a little over two hours. Yeah, of how this army became an army, and like oh, we're gonna have a war now. Yeah, and then it's stupid. And then like interspersed with that is this Anakin and uh, Padme love story, it's which like, was the worst love story. Stupid. I've ever seen. Yeah, absolutely stupid. And so it's why does this movie? Because yeah, it's like. You see the clone stuff, and it's it's actually really cool. You're like, oh, Obi Wan's like investigating yeah. these people on on Camino, and then there's Jango Fett, and there's all this sort of weird mystery where Obi Wan's just kind of like fumbling around, like what is going on here, and that's really cool. I really like that. Yeah, that's the only reason is I found Clone Wars, Clone Army, what Attack of the Clones, yeah, was more interesting, and I was more into it than uh, four. That's the only reason. They're both. Uh, I would Attack of the Clones is an awful movie. Well, and that's the thing is it's called well, Attack of the Clones. But the clones don't even attack until, like, the last ten minutes of the movie. And when they attack, it's not even really an attack. It's them protecting the Jedi from from. Yeah, they just come killed. and pick them up and then leave. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> and then, like, Yoda's, like, begun the Clone War, hasn't you're like, eh, I don't know if, like, in that situation anybody would say that. You know, like, it's, yeah. The whole yeah, thing was just dumb. Like, it should, because really, in the actual movies, you see the first and last battle of the Clone Wars, which are supposed to be this sort of legendary... Yeah, they even talk about it in, in episode A, a New Hope, yeah. And Obi-Wan's like, yeah, he, was, he they, fought they alongside me in the Clone Wars. in uh, the new one, Force yeah, Awakens. totally. He says, do we need... Yeah, Clone maybe Army? maybe you sh- he sh- uh, Leader Snoke should consider uh, going with a clone army or whatever. But, uh, yeah, like, it, it was supposed to be sort of this legendary battle, and we don't see any of it. Unless you watch the series. And the Clone Wars animated series I really liked, actually. I watched, like, three episodes. Uh-huh. And it seems like it was, it'd be a pretty good show. I might I might watch it. I might not. I think... I, I recommend watching it. Um, and same with Rebels. I think Rebels is, is a little bit stronger than um, the Clone Wars. But Clone Wars had some really good episodes. Like, some of the episodes in that show were kind of eh. But the good ones were really good. And the sixth season was produced by Netflix. Um, really? Yeah. And so it, it, the sixth season, I think, is my favorite season. Right on. Because there's like this whole, like, there's a murder mystery, and like Anakin's Padawan leaves the Jedi Order, and like all this crazy stuff. And so it's it's really cool. Um, I'll have yeah. to check it out. Yeah. It might be cool. Uh, that might be cool. Ah! Might be. Um, uh, back to the Force Awakens. Force Awakens. What, what did yeah. you think of Snoke? Like, we hadn't, there was no promotional images, or he wasn't yeah. in any of the. This is a huge trailers. mystery. Um, yeah, what do you think of him? I like what's his what's, his what's his deal? People think he's Dark Plagueis. People think he's. I read a theory about how he was Darth Plagueis, um, or Sidious, who has taken over uh, Darth Vader's body. Yeah, I, I read that so too. Dumb. It was this crazy stretch of yeah, Darth Darth Sidious taking over Darth Vader's body. And you're but like, what they're the saying hell? it's Darth Plagueis because Plagueis. They, it says this Plagueis, Plagueis, uh, Plagueis. Same plays the same music as when he. Is um, when he is when he's telling as when Palpatine is telling Anakin the tale yeah. of Darth Plagueis the Wise, yeah. And I was like, hmm, that does seem like a strange coincidence, but I so I don't know. And and there was something I didn't watch it, but I saw this like article where Andy Serkis shot down, you know, that uh, that Supreme Leader Snoke was Darth Plagueis. He said that wasn't true or something yeah. like that. I don't know if he actually said it in those words. Um, I still think that if he is somebody, he's Darth Plagueis. 
But if he's not somebody, then I think it's just to- somebody totally new. I think this is my legit theory. Okay. Because I think it's um, Voldemort and Gollum oh had a baby, and then they tried to kill it with an axe. I hate you. And it didn't <laughs> quite work out, and he got away. I hate you. <laughs> I read that on someone, too. I stole that. I'm so sorry. do you think that's actually how he looks, though? Um, Shoot, man, I don't know. Because it is like- a hologram. Yeah, I, I want to know his size because he might be doing like the big thing because like, he's actually really small. Yeah, I think he and Maz Katana have crossed paths. Maz Kanata. Maz, Maz Katana. Kanata. Kanata. Yeah. Kanata. Yeah, I don't know these <laughs> names. Maz Kanata and yeah. him—they've both been around for a long time. Yes, that's, that's been established. So obviously, they might have crossed paths or had um, situations where yeah. they were similar. They may not have met. You know, yeah. Um, I just, dude, I want a movie where Maz Kanata just tells stories. <laughs> did you did you like her? I actually did like her. She's pretty cool. Everybody thought she was Asian, but she's like a black girl. Yeah. Uh, and then it makes more sense because when I first saw, it, I was she looks Asian and she kind of talks like that. But if mm-hmm. you actually listen to her, she sounds more like a New Orleans, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, black girl. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, so I can see Southern, it now. Yeah. It's weird how that changed in my mind. Yeah. Because you only hear the voice and you see the character she's portraying. As yeah. looking like a little Asian woman, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, she's she's pretty cool. I want to know where the frick she got that lightsaber, and they better touch base on it even right. a little bit. Like, so I think that's gonna be because they say it's a good story for another time. And I I'm think, like, how about now? Tell me now. <laughs> I want to know now. I think that's. I think that story will probably involve Lando, like that. He's like, because the that lightsaber was lost on Cloud City. Yeah. So they heard because he he disappears. He was supposed to be Han Solo's replacement if Harrison Ford didn't return for this the sixth episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in the end, he he disappears after helping Jabba. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's like, "What you're saying? You lost your hand with the lightsaber in it?" Yeah, yeah. It fell down the thing. Okay, yeah. I know my way around there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like, "Okay, I can I can go back there. Me and Lobot can hit up that place." Maybe he'll show up in episode nine. eight as like, "I found that. Yeah, I went back and I got it." And I gave it to Maz Katana because I thought she was cool. Well, and if and that's the thing, if Maz knows Han that well, she definitely knows Lando. Ooh, mm. you know, yeah. especially because Lando Lando is actually more famous than Han Solo. Really, Lando is like revered throughout the galaxy for really? for yeah, not only his luck because he's he's always just been a lucky gamer. You know, like everything, like he won the oh, he's a, yeah gambler. Yeah, he he won um, the Millennium Falcon in a gambling game. He won Cloud City. I know, I, the game. Cloud City, jeez. Yeah, um, like he's 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 a, a notorious like not only entrepreneur but also just just you know a uh, lucky pilot. Yeah, gambler and and he did blow up the second Death Star. Totally did. Yeah, um, good for him. It's so like yeah, Lando, Lando. Even before you know we meet him on Cloud City, he's somebody that all, all the smugglers, all the sort of underground and the outer rim of Star Wars knows. You know. Hmm. And even in, in Cloud City, he's sort of revered. Like, everybody in Cloud City loves him because that's when he kind of wanted to turn his life around um, and become sort of a businessman and a leader and all that stuff. And that's so true. everyone in Cloud City totally loved him. Um, so I think I think there's a lot more where Lando's concerned, and Maz, I think, definitely knows him. You think he's going to show up? I bet he'll show up. You know, it's not, I mean, because Billy D. Williams already has shown up in Star Wars Rebels and voiced Lando in that cartoon. Really? Yeah. Well, we know the actor would be down because... Um, what is what else is that actor been in? Uh, he so he was Harvey Dent in uh, Tim Burton's Batman. 
That was a Harvey Dent. Yeah, in the in Tim Burton's Batman, he was Harvey Dent, and then in uh, when Joel Schumacher did Batman and Robin, he recast Harvey Dent as Tommy Lee Jones. Harvey Dent was uh, ne- he was never Two Face though. No, he was never Two Face. He was just Harvey Dent, District oh, okay. Attorney. Hmm. It was sort of like planted that. there to be like, oh hey, here's this guy. Maybe he does something later, like the lizard and. In yeah, <laughs> and, uh, in Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, no, not Amazing Spider-Man. In Spider-Man. Oh yeah, Doctor Connors. Yeah, Dr. Spider-Man Connors. Two. Just he sort of shows up One and then arm. nothing happens. No, he's uh, it's in it's in two. Is it two? Yeah, yeah. Or it's... wait, yes, yeah, because he talks to him about Otto Octavius and all that stuff and like warns him about him. It's true. Yeah, I know. Mm. Anyway, all Spider-Man. those little things. Spider-Man's old news. It is. Um, um, yeah, but no, I think I think I well, okay, I really hope that Lando shows up in one of the next movies. I mean, they gotta bring back old characters throughout the, the three totally. trilogy, right? It's just it's cool, you know. Because we we, we, know, we know it's Luke Skywalker, yeah. Which I already got paid two million dollars to portray Luke in Episode Seven <laughs> for freaking ten seconds of facial expressions, making like the yeah weird sort of puffed out lip and like, like having this really extravagant taking his hood off and having his arms up. I think that was to keep it from falling off of his shoulders because it didn't look like his robe was attached at all. So I think he couldn't he couldn't do this without like making it fall off his shoulders. So, so he sets it on his shoulders. Yeah, he kind of had to just like try to flip it but and then take his arms down slowly and hope nobody notices. <laughs> he just wanted to be cool. He's like they're like just take your hood off and he's like I'm going to do this. No. Mark, don't do that. Just <laughs> just take it off normally. He's like no, I'm going to do it this way. By the way, I totally oh, disagree yes. with you that Mark Hamill's a bad actor. I think he's a great actor. Uh, he was in New Hope. You didn't like him in the other two? Uh, no, he got a lot better. Oh, you mean? Oh, so you mean he was bad in A New Hope? He was horrible, and that oh. the character and the acting I didn't like. The character, yes, I, uh, he was written as like a whiny brat, but I think that Luke or I think that Mark Hamill portrayed that well. I hated it. Anyway, I do think that Mark Hamill. Uh, he's been in the Flash, and I've seen him uh, portray the Joker, and he's amazing. Yeah. Um, he's honed in his acting skills, and I hope <laughs> I want to. I'm curious to see how he portrays old man Luke. Yeah, I know. I I can't wait to see that. So doing the whole Yoda thing. Well, that's the, so Yoda and Obi Wan kind of thing. Yeah, and we we actually don't have to wait that long for Episode Eight. Yeah, it's just uh, it's le- it's a year and a half, less than a year and a half. Yeah, May because it's uh, yeah. They're not keeping the the holiday release uh, thing, so it's only I'm it's glad. only gonna be like eight months after Rogue One. That's true. Rogue One comes out on December. Yeah. January, February, March, April, May. Five months. Five months after Rogue One. But. I'm excited for that. I I can't wait for Rogue One, by the way. Rogue One, I think, will be probably one of my favorite Star Wars films. It's going to be weird because there's going to be no Jedi. At at all. all. They might have Darth Vader. I don't know how much Darth Vader is going to be in Rogue One. Yeah. Maybe just him walking around being Darth Vader. Something, yeah. But it's like, there's no Jedi for sure. Well, yeah. Because the Jedi are gone from the galaxy at this point. Well, there have been surviving Jedi. There have. Besides Obi-Wan and Yoda. But Vader so but Vader believes them all to be dead. And the Empire believes them all to be dead, which means they've all been in hiding. Yeah, but in Rebels, that clip you showed me, there was... Yeah, well, so there was... Yeah, there was um, Ezra, Bridger, and, uh, and Kanan. But I'm sure by the time A New Hope happens, they believe those people are dead. Hmm. And who knows? Maybe, maybe by that point, Kanan and Ezra are both dead. But I don't know. It would be. I think they're not going to do Jedi or lightsaber stuff. I doubt it because just because we already have that yeah. with the episodes, mm-hmm. whatever episode eight and seven. Yeah, and it's supposed to be different. You know. Yeah, it's supposed to be rebels. Yeah, being it's, it's a war movie. Yeah, 
yeah, you know, war movie. So. It's a it, war slash heist because it's them stealing the plans to the Death Star. So are they going to recast Leia? No, because Leia Leia wasn't involved in the stealing of the plans. She has them though when she's on the ship. She gets the plans, yeah. Yeah. So do you think they're going to be like have like some girl with buns and see the back of her head go? Oh, thank you. I don't know. I don't know. I uh, that seems kind of tacky because you've seen that in other movies where they like try to hide the fact that it's a different actor. Yeah. I think I think it should just end with them going to take them to to take the plans to Leia or something, you know. Yeah. Um I think there's got to be something more, like some dramatic thing, like someone's going to die or someone did die, someone to get the death the death star plans to them. Oh, of course. Yeah, someone's going to have had to have died to to get those, you know. I think a lot of the people are going to die in that movie. Um mm. That'd be cool. Cuz it'll be I think it'll be like Fury in the Star Wars universe almost, you know. Just like this gritty sort of war oh, movie like, like Yeah. I could see that. That'd be really cool. I think it'd be awesome. Um, oh man, I, I lost my train of thought. Yeah. Anyway, you. But it's to me. yeah. I mean, all the Star Wars, all the Star Wars stories. You know, this one. Um, so Rogue One, and then the Han Solo movie afterwards, and then most likely Boba Fett after that. Um, I think all of them are just going to sort of be like, okay, here are different. You know, these are all just going to be different things, things that you aren't going to get out of the main saga movies. So no Force users, and just sort of stories from this universe. You know, Han Solo becoming sort of a. A legendary smuggler or whatever, you know, Boba Fett becoming... How he does the Kessel Run in 12, 14... 12 parsecs. 14 parsecs. 12. <laughs> 12. 14. 14. 14. <laughs> Jeez. Um, I do like in the new Star Wars, though, mm-hmm. um, the way they portray the Force. Yeah. Like in the uh, prequels, it's just every once in a while, he's like, oh, there's I, I missed a couple of droids, and he pushes them over, and that's yeah. it. This one is like, they have the sound effect that's like so menacing... Um, when he it starts off the first time they use the mm-hmm. force is when he stops the freaking yeah. blaster and Poe's like looks at it and he's like holy crap that uh, was and cool and this that. is like every time he uses it's like it's like oh shoot he's gonna do force so stuff so cool I know I love that and especially because like if you think about in that universe you know you had after the Republic the Jedi were considered dead and considered I mean you know basically the, the Jedi were dead and so then you have you know the whatever i think it's 15 intervening years between revenge of the sith and a new hope so you have all those years 15 years separating it it'd be and like then, 19 it, oh yeah it probably was about he was yeah, like, 19 well no was he 19 i thought he was like 16 no he's i think he was supposed to be 19 oh. i think i googled it somewhere around that i mean i thought it was 19 give or take a few years um but then you so then you have the original trilogy where there is one jedi there's luke skywalker in the entire galaxy there's one jedi that's that's actually active and doing things mm-hmm. and then all that is over, you know, and nobody really ever knows about a Jedi. They just know about a rebel pilot that blew up the Death Star and stuff. The, the masses don't necessarily know too much about Luke Skywalker. Yeah, but he tried to train them for a while. So well, he had a whole group of them by the time they were about 20. Yeah, but that's but that's all sort of a secret kind of thing. And so then you think really basically after the Republic, as far as the wide galaxy and everybody, there's no actual confirmation of Jedi. Like nobody is seeing Jedi. They've, they're just kind of hearing stories and stuff. So then you let that pass. There's the 15 years after the Clone Wars, or 19 years even. 19 years after the Clone Wars. Then there's the, you know, five years or so, five or six years that the original trilogy takes place. So then, okay, now we're up to 25 years. And then 30 more years after that. So 55 total years where basically the Jedi have been dead. Yeah. And then people are starting to see, like, Force users and stuff like that. Like, that would be scary, you know? So I like that they portrayed that in that way. Because, yeah, for Poe to see somebody use the Force, that's like, what? You know, like, that happened? Especially like that, because none of them ever used it like that. Even in the original trilogy, they did force choking and stuff, but 
Kylo Ren new. didn't even do force choking. He did force like squirping. Bring somebody Get over, over here. here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he's just a bad A force. Like he's really strong. My my theory is that he's incredibly strong with the force. And mm-hmm. Luke was teaching him this. Mm-hmm. And uh, part of the part of the reason he got mad at Luke is because he wouldn't train him with the lightsaber. So he goes and makes his own lightsaber, and mm-hmm. that's when he starts to get curious oh, with the dark right. side. And he, that's why he's so strong with the force. Is yeah. that that's all he's ever been trained, and that's why he's such. Um, he got beat by Ray. Uh-huh. Like I wouldn't say he's an unskilled swordsman, but he's not very good. Yeah, he got beat. He you know didn't get beat by Finn, but uh-huh. he got beat by Ray. Yeah, who uh, clearly had no not a lot of idea what she was doing. Yeah, and I think they they did that on purpose too because it's like that actress doesn't look like she knows what she's doing. But I was like, oh wait, Ray well, so has no idea. If what you think she's about doing. it, well she yeah, and Ray doesn't have any idea what she's doing. But she had been using that pole. And if yeah. you watch the way that she was using the lightsaber, it was very similar to how she was using the pole. She put both her arms up and would poke yeah. and stab. Yeah, she's yeah, she was always poking and stabbing with it, and so that's kind of what she was doing with the lightsaber the whole time too. That's holding why she definitely got to do this the stick two bladed lightsaber, <laughs> the Darth Maul lightsaber. Yeah, but like longer with shorter blades. That'd be so cool. That would because be she's a cool. better fighter like that. She's yeah. been training like that. So that's true. But then I mean, it would leave a huge vulnerability for another lightsaber, you know, to just cut it in half or whatever. That's, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Maybe they'll freaking do what uh, TR Adar did. Whatever he used that weapon. Oh, the the fighter. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. The... He's been dubbed TR Eight R. I know. I saw that. <laughs> so. He's awesome. I still, I actually kind of hated him, but I thought he was such a bad A dude. Everybody so loves cool. him. He's so cool. He's way better than freaking Phasma. Phasma's a little, I know, uh, yeah. bad word. I, I hope Phasma comes back and actually does some cool stuff. Yeah, because she's great. The actress. Yeah, is, Gwendolyn uh, Christie's Christie's awesome. She's great in um, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah. So, and like and they made her, grown, they made man. her look so cool. Yeah. Her helmet. If you look at her helmet, it's uh, straight. The edges go straight at the bottom instead yeah. of being rounded. It cuts off. Yeah. That's why she looks, not just because she's chrome and has a red cape on. She's sharper and she's, She's yeah. sharper, chrome, has a red cape, and she's like 6'4". Yeah. So. I know. I, I really hope they bring her back because. I think they will. They've already talked I'm about sure. how they she was underused in this movie. Yeah. Especially since the way, uh, the publicity she got. Yeah. Before the movie came out was, oh, that's the chrome one. That's the bad A, and it's a girl. Yeah. No, yeah, she's a big deal, and so for them to just like if they, yeah, they can't leave her like that. So in a trash compactor. Yeah, no, it'd be awesome because she, you know, because you have in the set, like in the, you know, episode eight, you could have, you know, Captain Phasma, General Hux, and Kylo Ren all basically coming back with a vengeance. You know, like they all have something to prove, they all have something to earn. Yeah, and kind of like in Empire Strikes Back, where you, you know, basically the bad guys win at the end of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, you could kind of have that same thing in episode eight. Yeah, because they kind of do the same, the, what is it, Star Wars poetry, mm-hmm. is what everybody was saying, is how, you know, basically, if you notice, Star Wars uh, 7 is almost the same as 4. Yeah, totally. And uh, had stuff from um, a mixture of, Ray's story is a mixture between Luke Skywalker and Anakin Skywalker's first movies. Definitely. Where she's stranded as, not a slave, mm-hmm. um, but she's, you know, fixes stuff and mm-hmm. she's trying to escape. So, yeah, it's and then the same with Luke Skywalker um, being on in hiding. Yeah. And not knowing why he was there. Exactly. There's a lot. There's a lot of mirrors there. And then Luke is obviously kind of becoming the the Yoda archetype in the next movie. You know, Yeah. so I'm kind of curious, like you can take from uh, either episode two or three or five or six. I hope they don't take anything from episode two. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing to take from there. That's true, yeah. It's just blood. Unless you want a stilted love story and, and a lot of wondering about something that doesn't actually happen. It's true. <laughs> there might be a love story, though. Yeah, who knows? But, uh... Hmm. Yeah, there could even be a love triangle. Do you think Ren, Ray and Finn are going to, like, hook up? Or not or even, like, fall in love? I I think maybe. Um, I And I certainly wouldn't mind it because they set it up. I think they set it up pretty well, you know, in sort of this, like, Finn kind of has this Peter Parker type quality to him where he's, like, this kind of yeah. bumbling, nervous dude. Um, I think, I don't know, their relationship is more... Uh, brother and sister like it almost is because like at the, at the end when she says you know my friend or whatever like she says we'll we'll see each other again my friend something like that you know yeah the way especially the way they ended it yeah and it, so in the script she kisses him like like on the mouth when he's sitting there um in in the coma yeah but then for shooting they changed it so that she kisses his forehead they wanted to leave it more ambiguous i think they kind of did yeah so, so i don't know it's very interesting there's there's so many questions to wonder about what's going to happen but so um instead of coming out in three years like mm. most of the star wars uh, sequels this one comes out in a little less than two years yeah it's a year and a half year and a half so what do you think is going to happen between episode seven and episode eight like is she going to be training with luke i think so i think she'll be training with luke you know finn will be recovering they're um, just going to be chilling on that weird place what the frick was luke skywalker even doing there there's nothing up there i looked i checked well it's it's the remnants it's the remnants of the it's the, the ruins of the first Jedi Temple. Yeah, but he's at the top. There's yeah. no shelter. There's no nothing. He no. obviously saw the Millennium Falcon come in, so he went and stood Something to over do with there. the Force. And there, there are life forms on that planet. There's, there's like these weird flying creatures that they didn't end up showing in the final cut, but that oh. planet does have life forms. Um, he just waited there. He's like, I want to make a dramatic entrance. Yeah. I'm going to flip my... How should I do my... Well, maybe he was doing some sort of, you know, kind of like, you know how Yoda used to do sort of his meditation, you know, like his kind of Force meditation... Um, like even in the prequels and in Empire Strikes Back, I think probably that same type of thing where he's sort of been, you know, living like a hermit, becoming one with the Force or whatever, you know, talking to to Obi Wan and talking to Yoda and talking to Anakin, just hanging out with all his dead buddies. Yeah, it's like, hey, dead guys. Yeah, and his maybe dead dad. And maybe that's the thing is like maybe when Ray shows up, maybe Luke is sitting there talking to all of them, and they're all standing like basically they're all standing there having a Force conversation, but like she doesn't see all of them. On the edge. Yeah. Are they going to bring back Force Ghosts, do you think? I hope. Because I hope they, they, they show that in the original trilogy, and they don't even touch on it. Well, they actually, they do. They reference it once. He when talks he about Qui-Gon. Yeah, talk to Qui-Gon. He's like, oh, can you really do that? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I'll show you. Yeah. We're going to go into hiding. Have you, you haven't been reading the uh, Star Wars comics, have you? No. Oh, dude, they're I, so I good. I need to. Yeah, I'll, uh, I, I've got a bunch of them. I'll, I'll hand them off to you. Sweet. Um, but the Star Wars comics have been really good, and they just barely started a new series called Anakin and Obi-Wan. Or Obi-Wan and Anakin, exploring, like, when Obi-Wan was training Anakin. That's really cool. And then there was a Lando series and a Chewbacca series and all that stuff. I was going to check it out. They're all, like, mini-series. Um, anyway, but moving on from The Force Awakens. So you, I'm assuming, you obviously, you liked it. It's your number one movie. Mm-hmm. On As far as number one Star Wars movie. Um, Yeah, because all the, the other six... Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest. I might get some hate for this, but I don't actually. I'm not a big fan of those. Really? Like I don't. I don't get into it. Like or other things. Yeah. No. Not, yeah. And that's understandable. Like for me, for me, most of the Star Wars movies capture my imagination, and and I I get very invested in them, especially the original trilogy, but also Revenge of the Sith, and to a certain extent, the other two, just for some of the things that they say. But then it's like, the, there's other things that bother me too much to get super invested in them. Um. But I get that. Like Star Wars isn't for you know like. Star Wars isn't something that everybody can like totally deep dive and get super passionate. I about. I wish you know? I could. Like 
even I played Mortal Kombat yesterday, uh-huh. and I got I'm still like researching all the history because I wanted to. They reference a bunch of stuff. That yeah. Happened. So I'm like now I'm like way into Mortal Kombat, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, this guy's cool. Was this guy? How, what are all the other characters they didn't use? Yeah. It's like why does this girl have a weird teeth? <laughs> she's like a monster, but she's look normal. Anyway, um, we said we were going to talk about Hateful Eight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the freak do you think of that movie, dude? I loved it. Oh my gosh, dude! Like, it is seriously like two and a half hours of like talking. Yeah, but you never get bored. No, like other like uh, Inglorious Bastards. Uh, I I got bored with a lot of the German talk and whatever. Yeah, there are a few boring scenes in Inglorious Bastards that you just kind of have to truck through. But, but this one is like almost like ninety percent talking, and it's like you're just watching, and you're like, "What's yeah. going to happen?" Because none of the violence happens until like the end, and then it goes nuts. Yeah. Spoiler alert. But yeah, it's all... And, and I think the reason is that the talking, the entire time, there's underlying tension and pretty high-strung tension with all of the talk, all of the dialogue. Yeah. Because, you know, the, the cabin gets divided. So, okay, spoilers for Hateful Eight coming up. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, go ahead and pause, because that's really all we'll be talking about for the rest of the episode. All the all we do is talk about spoilers. Yeah, exactly. Everything we talk about is spoilers. Everything is spoilers. So, um, but future reference. Yeah. <laughs> um... But so, no, they, they, I mean, first of all, you have the tension in the very beginning when they pick up, you know, like when Samuel L. Jackson is stuck on the... Oh, they do spend a lot of time in just getting there. Yeah, they do. Which is quite a bit of time. Because you have Kurt Russell and the girl um, stuck in the in the thing with Sam Jackson and kind of talking about that, talking about the Lincoln letter and, and you know, kind of having all this sort of tension between them talking about who both of them are. Then you run into the sheriff on the side of the road. It's cool because, like... Either any of them can kill any other people anytime yeah. they want, and there's a ten thousand dollar bounty on this chick's head. They're both bounty hunters, and he doesn't care if she's dead. He's trying to bring her in alive. Yeah, they don't know who this guy is, so it's like, and you know, it's a, t- a Quentin Tarantino movie, so you know there's going to be like someone's something's. I mean, it's a movie, obviously. Yeah. There's a story and a plot line, yeah. so something's going to be going on. So. The whole time they're in the movie, you're, you're like, "Why is this sheriff out in the middle of nowhere in a storm?" Yeah, you're trying to figure out who's going to be the person to. Yeah, I, dude, it had me guessing the whole time. I did not see the ending coming. Yeah, because I'm like sitting there, and I was like, "All right, which one of these guys poisoned the coffee?" And then I was like, "Which one?" Like, well, and I knew Channing Tatum was in it. Yeah, and so I'm like looking for him the whole time. I'm trying to figure out. Like, I looked for him in the coming? previews, but I never saw him. I was like, "Hmm, yeah, strange." But yeah, so like. Everything's going on, and you're trying mm. to figure it out. And the way it's they do it is like so good because they end up going back and showing you yeah. that like after a couple of people get shot, that the only person that had no idea about this chick was the old man. Yeah, and this that scene was there. the it was weird, okay, because of the naked dude making yeah. the, him do what he did. Yeah, I was like, like oh my gosh, is he really gonna go there? But like he's sitting there. I loved. The story was kind of creepy. That's yeah. not what I liked about it, but I loved how he's like, he's just sitting there and just he's trying to make him it. shoot him, and yeah. he's like, it's like, <gasps> and the guy's like, you didn't know my son, you didn't know him, and it just gets so intense. And then when he picks up the gun, it's like, boom, boom, yeah. boom. I was like, that was crazy. Well, so and here's the thing, this script, so the Hateful Eight actually started out as a sequel to Django Unchained. Did you know yeah. that? When, um, when Tarantino no, started writing it, it was it was the sequel, and Samuel L. Jackson's character. Is a an old Django. Really? Yeah, that's yeah, that's how he it started. Plays a character in Django. He does, but that's that's how it started. Was well, that? I guess was Quentin that, Tarantino wouldn't care. Yeah, no. It's, I mean, Sam Jackson's been in all of his movies, 
Um, or just about all of them. Yeah, well, um, this was a sequel, so. Yeah, but this one, it was a sequel. So it, now it's officially not a sequel, but I still kind of watch it through that lens of, okay, Sam Jackson is old Django, <laughs> and it kind of makes me enjoy it a little more because he's got the blue and yellow, you know, like, coat and stuff like that, and then when he pulls the gun out and just shoots straight from his side, like, super quick, it's like the same style that Django did. Yeah. You're like, okay, I can see that, you know. Didn't the, the script actually got uh, leaked about a year ago? It did, yeah. I never read it. Me neither. I didn't even know it was out. Yeah, um, I knew it was out, but I didn't want to read it because I was just like, I want to see the movie, you know. Yeah. And then uh, people didn't think it was going to get made, but it did get made. Mm-hmm. And uh, Quentin Tarantino was kind of pissed about Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> ruining his movie. Raining but, I on mean, his parade. It was his fault. I mean, who re- releases a movie yeah. during Star Wars? Well, and it wasn't so much about it being at the same time as Star Wars, but it was that other theaters were dropped bump, it dropping his movie because of star wars yeah. and that's what kind of sucked and I, I can understand that especially when you're tarantino like there yeah. are very few people who shouldn't have to worry about their movies you know getting watched tarantino should not be one of those people that has to worry yeah but it's still like uh people are gonna go see star wars over it yeah but those people that are gonna go see star wars mm-hmm. um might not even go see his yeah for me it was like dude calm down i'm gonna watch star wars first and then i'll go see your movie yeah trust me i will see your movie that's how i was too yeah so, and i'll probably i'll probably end up seeing it again because it, it's a lot of fun you know i mean if they were gonna see if people were gonna see it um before they're gonna see it later i'm sure yeah so and i'm sure by the end it'll probably be one of those that that ends up having a pretty long theatrical run and just sort of you know a steady yeah. steady income so, um i don't know maybe i'm wrong and it ruined the movie <laughs> no i think I, I think no, I, I think it was a fun movie, and it, I mean it's Tarantino. Like, none of his movies are unsuccessful, you know. I think this one, the downside with Hateful Eight is I don't think it's been as widely promoted as any of his other movies, and it doesn't look like there's a story. Like, yeah. you don't know what it's about. Like, you're like, what is going on? Like, there's no story, and then you find out later that, and that's kind of what I like because with this all movie. With this movie, you can't really put anything in the previews, you know. Yeah, because it kind of spoils it. Because all of the action is like condensed into this you know 10 15 minutes and so it's like what can you show in the trailer other than people talking yeah that's all the movie is is people talking yeah so they actually they they show a lot of the the uh carriage or whatever yeah the trailer looking all intense and samuel jackson saying his lines for the trailer like yeah got you seeing images now don't you (laughs) uh but yeah what do you think of that that ending did you see that all like all the other guys were bandits basically I didn't. No. Yeah, I was like, oh, so they're all bad guys. And the whole thing was a setup. Because when they show that scene when uh, they come in and kill. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Uh, I can't remember. It's a weird name. It's like a normal name. It's like Daisy or some crap like yeah, that. Oh, yeah. Her first name is something normal, but I forgot her last name. Who knows? But, yeah, they come in and... and... For someone, for a chick that had a sign that says, no dogs are Mexicans. Yeah. She let the Mexican come in and just, like, hang out. What was up with that? That's I was waiting for her to say, whoa, get out of here. Did he Did he actually come in and hang out originally? Or did yeah, he, he comes thought... in and he hangs out and he walks around and he even talks to her. He says a couple lines to her and I was like, I thought she hated Mexicans. That is interesting. But, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a plot little, hole. Maybe tiny little plot hole. I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it again and see. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, and I, I went into this movie intentionally not doing any research about it. Yeah, I, I watched a lot of stuff. Too. Yeah, it's just like I watched one preview. I was like, okay, that's enough for me. It's a Tarantino movie. There's like nothing to even research. Like, no, like who's these characters? Yeah, exactly. But I, like I, I just I tried to because a lot of movies, you know, like with Age of Ultron, I knew everything about Age of Ultron by the time I went and watched it. You yeah. know, 
And so I want to, like, I've been kind of moving away from that lately where it's just sort of, I want to well, go. Well, this is an original movie. That's the difference. And it that is, is the big All difference, these things yeah. are based on other stuff. Licensed. It has um, previous stuff. It's based yeah. on a different, a comic book. On an IP, yeah. Based on Star Wars is a sequel. Yeah. And so this is just original. Yeah. And I, I love to watch original movies, too, because it's like, you don't really have anything to research because yep. it's an original. Well, and Tarantino, so that's, that's the thing. Quentin Tarantino in um, an interview was talking about how he wrote a Luke Cage script back, like, in, I think, the early 2000s. Yeah. Um, but Marvel didn't produce it. Like, there was a lot of problems getting it off the road, and so it kind of spoiled him on superhero movies. Like, he just didn't want to... He doesn't want to do them. But then he did say that if he... He's, he's still... Because he's a huge comic book fan, apparently. Like, he grew up being, like, a giant comic book fan. Yeah. Um, but he's, he said that if he... He's still thought about doing a superhero movie, but if he does it, it's going to be his own, like, an original superhero. Yeah. See, that's... I can't see Quentin Tarantino doing... Anything unoriginal. Yeah, licensed. Like, uh, same thing with, like, the M. Night Shyamalan doing Avatar, Last Airbender. Yeah. It sucked. It was like, it's, you can't do that. No, you can't take a, you can't take a director that has a specific, like, vision and sort of a thing that they like to do and try to fit them into something that already exists. Yeah. Because it's, they, directors like that work better when they're creating their own content. And I mean, M. Night Shyamalan, I think he sucks no matter what, but... Well, he had, like, two good movies. Yeah, and then after that, it was all terrible. And then it was like, here's another twist... In the same manner as the other ones. Yeah. It just so. becomes predictable. Um, yeah. But but yeah, I mean, Tarantino, the only, like, there are, like, two properties that I think Tarantino could do. Like, Deadpool, I think, would have been awesome with Tarantino as a director. I could see that. You know? Um, oh, I'm so excited for Deadpool. I am really excited for Deadpool. Sorry, I had to say that. <laughs> oh, it looks so good. I keep seeing new trailers and stuff. And yeah. Like... Oh, and watch out for, uh, probably by the end of this month, we'll have a... Uh, um, a couple of videos on on YouTube for uh, we're we're kind of we're we're gonna do this new little experiment with our YouTube uh, channel with quick videos of for Deadpool we'll have one video why Deadpool's gonna rock and another video why Deadpool will suck yeah so, the good the bad and well that's it yeah and that's it the good and the bad oh maybe we'll do an ugly <laughs> <laughs> that's what you call it It'll good the bad face. and well that's it yeah. Um, but yeah, make sure you subscribe to youtube.com slash that might be cool. Cause those will be coming soon. And, and, uh, when our YouTube starts hitting, it's going to be hitting, uh, hitting hard and often. So check out, uh, the things that'll be coming that way. Um, just yeah. a little, little plug there, a little shameless plug. Um, good job. Good work. Yeah. I well, liked thanks. it. I appreciate that, man. Um, nice, quick, clean to the point. Yeah. You know, I, I like, I like putting it all on front street. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what about, get back to the hateful eight. What, hateful what, eight. what about that ending? I blood. <laughs> I didn't actually see the well, <laughs> when he gets shot in the nuts, dude. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> that made me hurt. I know the whole time I was like, <gasps> and he's like screaming. He's like, Aah! every time he moves. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh boy, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, he's got everybody up against the wall, dude. And then he's like, you come here. And then they, he's like, okay, I poisoned the thing. So like, oh, I knew it. <laughs> oh, that was my favorite part. Like, oh, I knew it. I freaking knew yeah. it. And then uh, I didn't see them teaming up and being like buddies in the end because they hated each other. Yeah, That's just the way everything flowed was so perfect. And then by the end, it's like, if you watch the beginning and the end, it'd be like, how did these guys become friends? And it's like the most twisted way ever. Um, Yeah, it's super weird. And like, dude, Tim Roth, he's the, he was the executioner, quote unquote, you know, the abomination from the Incredible Hulk. What? Oh, the British dude. Yeah. Who, or Scottish? He's, he's or... really well. He's really Australian, but when he when he did two different like he did a British, yeah. but he was actually like Irish or like 
Um, I think it was his second accent. Like was like more his sec- of a... well, his second accent is his real voice, which is Australian. Is it? Yeah. Is it Australian? I thought it yeah. was more of like a, um, like scummy British guy. Like no, yeah. It's... At the beginning, he's like, oh, no, I'm yeah British. I'm when British. he starts out, well, and that's that's what threw me through a loop is when Tim Roth first starts talking because I'm used to him being like this grimy Australian. Like he's always kind of this grimy dude. But then when he comes in, he's like, oh, hello. I'm, you know, and like this I'm Alfred. Hand, man. Yeah, this Alfred type guy. I'm like, It's super fake, heck? though. You should have seen that coming. Oh, no, and I did. But I, I thought it was just like this, you know, that Tarantino just had Tim Roth play this weird character. Because yeah, Tim Roth is I also thought. always in his movies, you know. And is so it? he's been in a bunch of them, especially, you know, like Reservoir Dogs. Uh, he was in um, Pulp Fiction. Uh, oh, I nice. don't think he showed up in Kill Bill at all. But um, I think he was in he was in Django as well. Um, hmm. Yeah, well, I guess... Um, Australian accent is kind of like a different version. Oh, it definitely is. A more down under version of British. <laughs> of British. So yeah, it's so weird watching him just go like because his when he was doing that whole hangman act, I I I was laughing, dude, constantly because it was just so over the top and ridiculous, especially coming from Tim Roth. You're like, what the f is this? But yeah, I love. I think they all did a really good job. Yeah. And Kurt Russell. I love when the Mexican gets shot in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. He was worth fifteen thousand. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I like Kurt Russell when he they're they're like in the in the carriage on their way in, and I can't even remember what he says about it. But he says that makes me horse laugh, and then like does that little weird mustache thing where he pulls both ends. Like, what is that, Kurt Russell? Uh, like, dude, I didn't see him dying first. I didn't either. Uh, well, second technically. Yeah, because yeah, he like Kurt dies Russell. like um, about sixty way sixty percent away through the movie. He's yeah. Like, Oh, maybe a little bit more. Maybe more seventy-five. He that dies before the too. final act, definitely. And it's like, like when he drinks it, I was like, oh, he doesn't actually die. And then freaking Obi dies. Yeah, I liked Obi. He's my favorite. <laughs> he like walks in and I ain't never going outside again. Are you okay? I'm fine. Rips <laughs> it off the yeah. wall and just lays in front of the fire. <laughs> you okay? I'll be fine. You want some soup? It was good, man. <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> Oh, and they started puking up blood. Oh, yeah. And I was, that like, was so gross. Kurt Russell can't die. He's like the main character. Yeah. And he's like, he dies and she's chained, gets her teeth punched out. Star Lord's dad, man, just dead. Yeah. I, well, not yet. Yeah, Maybe. not yet, but I, I hope he's Star Lord's dad. Um, <laughs> Him and Chris Pratt would <laughs> <that'd> be amazing. <laughs> that'd be really good, yeah. He'd be the perfect choice. Um, yeah, I loved, uh, I loved the Mexican, too. His voice was just so over the top the entire time. <laughs> Who broke the door? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and every time the door opens, how everyone's like panicking. You got to get two. You got to use two wood. Two, two. Oh, I kind of got bored. I was like, is it, are they going to do this every time? And they did. And it kind of got old. Not as I old as I thought it, it was going to be. But so, you got to kick it down. <laughs> you need two pieces of wood. And I one noticed one older. of the times... They don't even nail it. No. And then I was like, would that hold it? Because they nail one side and then it blocks it. So I'm like, oh, I guess that works. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, all the other times they nail both sides. Yeah. I know. That was really, it was weird. But I loved it. I loved the way it played because it's just you like. You can tell by like that scene that they had to, they didn't even care about the door. It was all messed up. Yeah. And it's like, why is the door messed up? I don't like, that obviously has to be a plot point. Yeah. And it's like. Because the girl's going to come back, apparently. That's their story. Yeah. And she's just going to be, like, okay with it. The door's super effed up. They're going to have to, like, replace the door and the beams around it. Yeah. But, I mean, it is a blizzard, and they need the door shut, so. 
Yeah, I know. It's just like, yeah, because he starts you out with like just seeding all these weird sort of things, just planting right. all these seeds where you're like, okay, something's not right. But then there's so many things that aren't right that you stop thinking about them almost, or you think about them too much and then it distracts you from all of them, you know? Well, everything's so, like, doesn't make sense. Like, it's a Tarantino movie, so it's like nothing ever is going to make sense. Exactly. I mean, nothing's going to be predictable. That's why I liked it so much is I don't think I could watch it again, at least for a while. Yeah. Just because it's so, now I know what's going on. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, I don't know. I it's a good uh, movie. Good movie. Yeah, I really liked it. I'll give it an eight out of ten. An eight out of ten, huh? Eight. A hateful eight. A hateful eight out of ten. That's a good. That's uh. Yeah. That's like legit me. Le- legit. Legit me. Legitly. Legitimately le- is the word. I like legitly. I hate that. That's my least that's favorite legitly word. Legitly, my ranking <laughs> happened to be eight. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd put it probably right about there because I, I didn't like it quite as much as I did like Django Unchained or Pulp Fiction or yeah. um, Inglorious or even Inglorious. Um, but I still really liked it, you know, and I, I will watch anything that Quentin Tarantino directs because he's just he, it's always entertaining to say the least. Yeah, he's you just know? like, oh, what's come up with this time? Exactly. So. And so I, I really hope he does end up doing his own superhero movie because I would I would watch that all day. I feel like they've already kind of done it with Kick A. Well, yeah, kick- it's kind of the same thing that he would do. Kickass so, was sort of—I mean, it was similar, but I think—I think with Tarantino, he'd probably take it a different direction. I hope. I hope he comes yeah. up with something new. I do too. Because I'd watch it. Yeah, I will. I mean, and I'll watch anything he directs. And so, if he combines two things I love, which is gory, crazy action movies, with you know, superheroes, yeah, then he, I'm all dude, for he it. He always goes overboard with the blood, and we haven't seen an actual super gory superhero movie, have we? Not really. I well, mean, I guess maybe Deadpool. But. Yeah, Deadpool will probably be the closest we'll get. You know, Deadpool and Kingsman, even though Kingsman wasn't a superhero movie, it was a comic book movie. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, Kick-Ass and... Uh, Wolverine 3. They promised the yeah, Wolverine Berserker Rage. Berserker Rage, yeah. Berserker Rage. Uh, dude, I, I can't wait for Wolverine 3. Um, I hope it's Old Man Logan. I did too. I, I hope it's a combination of Old Man Logan and some well, other stuff. I don't even care if it's the story. I just hope... Just a version of... Like an old, an old Wolverine. Yeah, I just like want Old Man Logan. Clint Eastwood Wolverine style. Oh, dude. I would That'd love to see Clint Eastwood as Wolverine. Oh, yeah. Like 150 years in the future. Well, when people kept talking about like having um, Clint Eastwood play Batman for a Dark Knight Returns movie, I think that would have been cool, you know? Or like... Uh, I think they should have him if they were to do a Batman Beyond. Yeah, that'd be cool. Have him play awesome. yeah, really old Bruce Wayne. That'd yeah, be awesome. he'd be perfect. Well, dude, they almost Batman. made a Batman Beyond movie back in 2001. Like, it was ready to be greenlit, and then they abandoned it. Well, this is, like, the perfect time to do it. I mean, I don't I think it'll it. be in canon with Dark Knight Rises. No. Or, uh, not, uh, Batman, Batman v Superman, v Superman yeah. or Dark Knight Rises. No, they, if that movie's going to come out, it'll have to come out, like, you know, eight years down the road at least. I know. That's what sucks. I mean... Yeah. Clint Eastwood's going to be dead by then. He will, I know. And by then, if it's not Clint Eastwood, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> I'd still watch a Batman Beyond movie. I love Batman Beyond. Yeah. Right. Um, but anyway, I mean, do you have any uh, any last words or anything else to cover uh, before we uh, send it off? No, dude. We got to go see The Revenant. All right. It starts well, in like 15 minutes. Let's go watch Let's go watch Leo DiCaprio get raped by a bear. 